Fantasy Week 19, start or sit. We're going to help you set your lineup as we get closer and closer to the postseason. Adam Azer, Al Melchior, Scott White here on Fantasy Baseball today. It is Sunday night. It's August 7th. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening, Adam. How has your weekend been? You guys having fun? Too much fun. Too much, Too fun. much fun to contain. <laughs> well, then it's show. time to get to work. Okay. And help everybody with their lineup. Now, follow us on Twitter. We have a new Twitter handle. So we've been telling you at CBS Fantasy News, it's CBS Fantasy BB, as in baseball. CBS Fantasy BB and CBS Fantasy FB for football. Facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy. And, of course, email us. For the podcast, DM fantasybaseballcbs.com. Put podcast in the subject line and try to keep it kind of brief. So we got Scott's hitting planner, Al's pitching planner. We'll go through the injuries, news, and notes. There are a lot of injury news to update you guys on. Uh, we'll get to that. One-star pitchers, two-star pitchers, all that good stuff. Here we go. Scott's hitting planner. First of all, no team plays eight or five games. It's seven and six for every team. First pitch on Monday is about 7.05, so you do have some time to set your lineup the five best matchups, Scott, White Sox, Diamondbacks, Padres, Reds, Rays, unless you made any changes. No changes. That's about right. White Sox, really good. They're going against the Orioles and the Royals. Probably not two better teams they could be facing. But two still, worst pitching staffs, I guess you could you say. You can't start Adam Dunn, can you? <laughs> you still can't start Adam <laughs> Dunn, no. How about Alex Rios? He actually came alive a little bit this weekend. Probably not enough for me, but... Uh, I could see some scenarios where you might start him. This is this is a good week. If you need to take a gamble on somebody, I could see him. Going Five worst matchups. Yankees, Marlins, Nationals, Pirates, Blue Jays. Yankees, Marlins, Nationals, Pirates, Blue Jays. Anyone stand out on that list? Well, the Marlins have a few on-the-fence guys. Emilio Bonifacio has kind of cooled off. This might be all the justification you need to sit him. Uh, Logan Morrison, a guy who hasn't offered much but the occasional homer recently, he, he'd also be a guy I'd probably sit this week. So then we'll do it by position here. Catcher first. First base, second base, third, short outfield. Let's start out with the catchers and go with David Ross. Starter sit David Ross. Al, what do you think? I think uh, probably start him this week. Uh, not your strongest option, but certainly a viable guy. Start him over Russell Martin, Scott? Well, that that's tough. I think if you need a sleeper, Ross is a good guy to look at because he kind of got stuck in this backup role, but he's he's been a good power hitter throughout his career, and now that he's filling in for Brian McCann, there there's there's a chance he could make a worthwhile contribution. Martin, we talked about the Yankees have the toughest matchup, so I, I kind of think of him as a sit, but I, I don't know that it would go so far to start Ross over him. A.J. Persinski, he's on the White Sox. They have great matchups. Start him. They do have good matchups, but the thing I don't like for Persinski is the three left-handers on schedule hitting about 240 against them. And he's just borderline to begin with, so that's reason enough to avoid him. First base, Jesus Guzman keeps on doing it in San Diego. Starter sit, Al. I'd say sit, although I'd be curious to know how many lefties the, uh, the Padres are facing this week. I don't know if you've... Well, Got I can tell you how many lefties <laughs> they are facing. They are facing one, two, three lefties in their seven-game week, and they're on the road. They're facing the Mets and Reds rotations, none of, uh, not the top end of either. So I think I still wouldn't start Guzman in a standard mixed league, but I think anything deeper I probably would. Okay. Right. Adam Lind has been cold lately, Mr. White. 
Yeah, he has 158 in his last 14 games. Uh, the Blue Jays, they're mentioned as having one of the five worst matchups. They've got Dan Heron, Jared Weaver, Irvin Santana, Gio Gonzalez on schedule. Probably a good time to avoid Lind if you wow. have viable alternatives. I would probably go, since since you usually go here, I, I might actually <laughs> go with Jesus Guzman over Adam Lind if I could Look afford to roster both. It took us 19 weeks to get this kind of chemistry. Look at that. You already know what I'm going to ask. That's right. <laughs> Derek Lee or Adam Lind? I would go with Adam Lind still there. Uh yeah, Leah, I don't trust, and he's dealing with a hand injury, too. Mark Trumbo, more home runs for this guy. I think he homered today and, like, 22 now on the year. Start or sit? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, real hot to, to, to start him. I mean, if, if you've got him already in your lineup, again, I think this is a deeper league option. There's absolutely no reason to sit him, but I wouldn't look to use him over somebody that you've got in a shallower format. Second base. So I keep wondering, do I need to pick up Jason Kipnis? He has five home runs now. What a week he's coming off. Yeah, no, I don't see why you want it if you need another middle infielder. He was a guy I think we both like coming out of the minors. Uh, some, you know, wasn't a 20 homer guy in the minors, but had some power potential. Never really got like a 500 at bat season to put those numbers together. And uh, even though I think he's still more geared to batting average than home runs, he, he's he's contributing right away. <laughs> Would you start Kipnis over Danny Espinosa, Al? No, I wouldn't. Um, I think, you know, Kipnis is a great guy to use in AL only and deeper mixed leagues. But, uh, you know, Espinosa has shown that he can hit with power in the major leagues. You know, Kipnis, I mean, this has been an amazing hot streak for him. But uh, Espinosa, you know you're getting power production from him. Wouldn't be a start-sit show if we didn't talk about Kelly Johnson. Would you start <laughs> Kipnis over <laughs> Kelly Johnson, who actually did homer today, which is a oh. good sign. Did he now? Yes, he did. Well, that's but kinda... gosh, has he been awful? Yeah, he has been awful. <laughs> uh, if he if he homered Saturday and Sunday, it might be a little different. One home run. I don't know that I'm necessarily going to say. Oh, he's about to take off the way he does now. So he homered I, I four might times actually... today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, he homered one, but it was in the middle of the once. It was in the middle of the game. So if yeah. he did homer twice, by the time you listen to this, I swear we didn't know about it. Yeah. So let's say he just hits the one home run. It's like a one for four day or something. Yeah. Kipnis. Okay. Uh, <laughs> start or sit Darwin Barney? I would sit Darwin Barney. He'd been so far in the second half like he was in the first half, which wasn't a high-end option to begin with, but he was just productive enough that you could use him. Uh, the Cubs are in such a bad state right now. He's not really providing much of anything but occasional single. But at least... They're not the Pirates. Dustin Ackley, Al, he's owned in 80% of leagues, started in 64%. Is that too low? I think so. Um, should be much more than that. Probably, uh, if he's owned in 80%, he should be starting in very close to that. Uh, I think he's already made it to, um, you know, not maybe not the top tier, but just below. Okay, one more guy to talk about here. Johnny Giovatella, Royal second baseman, hit his first home run today. Nice little name there. Rolls off the tongue. Giovatella, starter sit. Worth looking at? He's lo worth looking at in deeper leagues. Uh, I wouldn't put him in the Kipnis or certainly not the Ackley category, but uh, a guy who consistently hit for average in the minors. They want him playing like five times a week, so not necessarily going to get full-time at-bats over Chris Getz. And I'm not sure you can really count on him for power. Um, you know, he'll hit the occasional home run, but but mostly just a batting average 
guy uh, could become more of a gap hitter as he develops, but I don't see him being a mixed league guy right now. Moving on to third base now. Brett Laurie, he homered his first home run today. A lot of guys did that today, actually. Um, what do you think about Laurie, Al? Yeah, no, I think you can start him in standard mixed leagues. And the cool thing is we've got him in the third base category. I don't even think he's eligible there yet, <laughs> but he is eligible at second base, right? This is true. So even better. No, I'd rather play him at third. But really? Yeah, I would. I think second is, uh, look at the guys we just named with Ackley <laughs> yeah, and Kipnis. The, and... the young guys are doing fairly well there. And, you know, with third base, A-Rod's still out. Beltre, three more weeks. When will uh, when will Laurie get third base eligibility? Needs 20 games there, so uh, it's going to take a couple oh. weeks. And I should not have included him No, I, I'm there. sorry. He needs five games. That's what oh, I thought. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally... Uh, <laughs> 20 so, for next year, which right. we don't really have to worry so about. So, right week now. 20, I uh, think you can use him at third. Yeah. Okay. So, Scott has to suffer with him at second base for one. Yeah, that stinks. Here's a guy who's eligible at third base and short, Eduardo Nunez. Losing some at bats to Eric Chavez. Starter sit. I don't know why he's losing at bats to Eric Chavez. Because, because he has committed like 15 errors. <laughs> has he? Yeah, he's a just okay. brutal fielder right now. Well, I guess. That's something I don't often think about in fantasy, but the Yankees do have to think about it. <laughs> I would rather see Nunez starting because I think feel like he's hit pretty well and, and steals bases when he's in, in the game, but as less than an everyday player, you can't look at him even at those weak positions in mixed leagues. Casey McGee was the big man on campus last <laughs> week. Do we start him in week 19? I would not, um, but I am encouraged. He has been hitting, even before uh, the big three-homer game, he was starting to hit for average a little bit more. The power now seems to be coming around even more than just the one game. So uh, for me, this is a look and see what's going on with Casey McGee week and week 19. Maybe start him in week 20. Moving on then, let's look at shortstops. Derek Jeter, uh, starter sit. Got to start Derek Cheater, and you know I don't really think he's far from being a must start again. People well, getting on that list, getting closer to that list. He's getting closer <laughs> to getting back on that list. I I don't want to put him on there yet because uh, when I last looked Thursday, he was starting sixty seven percent of leagues, which is just ridiculously low to me. Because since he came back from the calf injury on July fourth, uh, heading into Thursday's game, he was the third highest scoring shortstop during that stretch. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's gotten ridiculous, People, the way people just kind of shoo him off, like, oh, he's washed up. He's And really, he's not the player he was anymore, but there's still plenty of productivity there, particularly for that weak position. Al, did you want to chime in? Well, you know, just that I guess I'm not as enthused about the the good production that he's had since he's come back from the DL because it seems like with shortstops, and we talk about this sometimes when we look at the rankings, there's just a lot of variability there. Um, because there's not that many players that really stand out on a week-to-week basis. And uh, I don't know, I, I feel like Jeter's a little farther from being a must-start. Uh, I would want to see a little bit more from him. Yeah, but I don't know that there is some variability because there's not many guys there, but I, but I feel like that only adds to the argument, well, why aren't you starting Jeter then? And, and I, it just seems like a perception thing to me because I know as a Jeter owner, in the podcast league, a satisfied Jeter owner. I keep getting offers for shortstops I don't want, presumably because people think, oh, he has Derek Jeter. Certainly he needs a shortstop. But I, I just don't feel that way. He's doing all I need him to do. Yeah. Starter sit, J.J. Hardy. He's a little banged up, and he's cooled off. Starter sit. I would probably sit him uh, for both of those reasons. 
because he was such uh, an obviously streaky guy during his better years with the Brewers, I think. Now that he's kind of slowed down a little, uh, we can expect a cold streak from him. And, and then, like you said, he's also dealing with the uh, ankle injury. So okay. in mixed leagues, I'd sit him or you try to. Can sit Hardy. Would you start Rafael for call? Has he done enough as a Cardinal to say, yeah, I want to start him? I don't know that I'd go that far in standard leagues, but I like the direction he's heading. I think he deserves to be back on everybody's radar. Uh, 294 over his last 13 games, batting at the top of a, a good, strong lineup now with the Cardinals. I think he's going to start to get back on track and uh, be good enough to start at that at least at the bottom of the top 12 options at that weak position. In the outfield now, the Diamondbacks, again, they have one of the five best matchups this week. Al, what would you do with Chris Young? Well, I think especially because of that matchups issue that you you start Chris Young, and it would take a lot for me to sit Chris Young. And I know he goes through horrible slumps, but I really hate chasing streaks and running away from slumps because you can never exactly predict when things are going to change. Um, and I think Chris Young overall gives you enough production that – Almost every week you do need to start him. Juan Pierre, again, great matchups for the White Sox, Scott. Start or sit. That's those Royals and, and uh, Orioles matchups. Yeah. And, and not only that, but Pierre has been hot really since the beginning of the summer, hitting uh, over 300 during the last couple months. But is he doing anything else? Well, he's not stealing bases like he used to, but he, he's doing enough that, that he's still – consistently scoring in the 15 to 25 point range in fantasy and that's good enough to make him a starter in most leagues particularly since those matchups it's not just him the White Sox as a whole yeah, yeah. are going to be scoring lots of runs this week but not Perzinski <laughs> Rick Ankeel so Rick Ankeel is is uh, scorching hot four home runs in six games entering Sunday he's only owned in six percent of leagues in deep leagues are you taking a look at Rick Ankeel I it's hard for me to get excited about him he he can he he's always had power and and I feel like there's been stretches like this for Ankiel in the past. He he's been so mediocre the last few years or, or bad really not even mediocre that I, I I don't feel like I can trust him because of a hot six game stretch here. Deep leagues Ankiel or John Jay. I'm still going with Jay, even though he's been cold lately. Al Ankiel or Trayvon Robinson. I'd go with uh, Trayvon. Okay. And Jason Hayward homer today. Anybody want to start him? I am encouraged by the home run. I think there's still a, a reasonable chance he could get going in the second half. But um, I, I'm worried just what the Braves have been doing with their outfield recently. This game Sunday was, I think, the second time he had started in the last five games. The Braves have a six-game week coming up. I mean, if he sits two of those games... That, that's not enough for him to no. contribute in mixed leagues. Not a great start for Fantasy Week 19. We've got a very long list of injuries, news, and notes, so let's get to it. Bad day for the Mets. Jose Reyes left the game on Sunday with stiffness in the same hamstring that put him on the DL earlier this year. Uh, and it looks like Daniel Murphy is probably headed to the DL with a knee injury. Let's start out with the shortstops. Some replacements, not good. Who do you like from this list? Bartlett, Alcides Escobar. Brendan Ryan, Jamie Carroll. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, but I uh, looked at guys who were owned in owned in a, a low amount of leagues. Uh, you know, not not necessarily so low, but yeah, you know, a lot of guys like. Uh, I feel like Fercal is still owned in 
Yeah, he might. Uh, last be out I looked, there. he was less than forty percent. So uh, unless that's changed in the, in the last week or so, he would be my first choice. Okay. Also, also a guy I like a lot uh, coming off the DL soon. Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry. Yeah, that's right. Monday, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I think it's Monday. Uh, I think so. Well, Monday or Tuesday, maybe Tuesday actually. Okay, yeah. but but soon. Yeah, like him better than all those guys, right? Yeah, I'll throw out another name too. A uh, guy that actually Scott just said he doesn't like um, Darwin Barney because uh, he's probably available in most standard mixed leagues. He's a low end guy, but better than many of the other options out there. So yeah, if you're a Daniel Murphy owner. The other piece of news there, he could be headed to the DL, so keep an eye on that, fantasynews.cbssports.com. Jair Jurgens on the DL with a knee strain, a right knee strain. How long are we looking here for that injury? Well, the Braves seem to think it's just going to be the minimum, minimum 15 days. Uh, it seems like we've been through this, well, we not just seems, that we have been through this before with Jurgens. Uh, in pre- late last year, was supposed to just miss one or two starts and you know was out for, what, the whole last month of the season, if my, my memory Serves me right. But at least for now, you might only lose surgeons for two starts. And Mike Miner takes his place. And Miner went five and two-thirds, allowed four earned runs today. Is he worth adding? Only in deeper leagues because it might only be one start. And he's been pretty up and down in his young career. Jared Weaver will only make one start this week instead of two. He has dropped the appeal of his suspension. Joel Pinheiro out of the Angels rotation. We actually have... Four rotations to update you on. Angels, White Sox, Yankees, and Dodgers. Angels. Uh, Angels. The leading candidate right now is Hisanori Takahashi, who's been in the bullpen but uh, started for the Mets uh, in, in a few games last year. Uh, so he's a swingman type. But there's also uh, minor league prospect Garrett Richards that's on the radar there. So uh, both of them are guys to uh, keep on your radar uh, before the lineup deadline in case, uh, in case the Angels do settle on one of those two. Any upside there for for either of those two? Uh, I would stay away from Richards, um, just not really proven enough. And uh, Takahashi, I think uh, you could take a flyer on him in AL only. Zach Stewart is in the White Sox rotation, which is going to be a six-man rotation. Should we pick up Zach Stewart? Again, AL only. Okay. Uh, Yankees rotation. Phil Hughes is actually available out of the bullpen tonight, and we're recording this before that Red Sox-Yankees game. Uh, Ivan Nova struck out 10 and walked none in his last start. So they've got, right now, a six-man rotation. What do you guys think about this? Well, I think most likely Nova is not going to make that start this week. Uh, I mean, you never know. And if Hughes has to be used, then, you know, the whole situation changes. But most likely Hughes starts Tuesday. There's really no room for Nova. They're really high on Nova, though, just the way Girardi talks about him. And there were some reports coming out that – uh, this morning that the Yankees feel like the reason they didn't pursue Ubaldo Jimenez is because some people in the organization think Nova is as good as what Ubaldo is now. Yeah. And look, Nova's been great. It wasn't just this 10 strikeout performance. It's the last, even before he went down to the minors, he was putting up good numbers. Bartolo Colon to me has been pretty hit or miss recently not yeah. pitching deep into games i i could yeah. see that going a different direction one thing that was mentioned was that they could keep nova up and occasionally skip garcia and cologne uh so that's something to keep an eye on but we're going to have to see how that one plays out dodgers rotation nathan evaldi made his major league debut saturday five innings two earned runs yeah i was uh, intrigued by this guy um and i'll be honest i really 
didn't know about him until uh, he started being rumored for this call-up to replace uh, Ruby De La Rosa. But uh, a look at his minor league numbers. He's done some good things in double-A. So I watched part of this uh, start that Evaldi made on Saturday. Guy throws really hard. Yeah. A lot of 95, 96 mile an hour fastballs looked really good, but he did rely a lot on the fastballs. Sixty nine percent of his pitches. Wow. Um, so you know, like we've seen with some other young pitchers, maybe uh, you know, once scouting reports get around, he's not going to be quite as successful. But at the very least, somebody to uh, to pick up in NL only leagues. Yadier Molina serving a five game suspension. Is he going to be worth starting in Week 19? I say absolutely. He's been hot. Uh, he actually has more points on the year than Matt Wieters, so I, I like him a lot. Omar Infante was hot for the Marlins. Then he broke a finger. Now he's on the DL, and Alfredo Amezaga is back in town, Al. He's the second baseman. Yep, yep. It's uh, like old times there in uh, in Miami, but uh, it's just a short-term thing because Infante is expected to just miss the minimum 15 days. But at least for next week, Amezaga, sort of a, an interesting option in NLL leagues because uh, even though he's had knee surgeries, um, Pierce to still have uh, a lot of his speed left and you know might pick up a few stolen bases and uh, you know get some base hits. So I will name some people who did not play Sunday from what I saw. Maybe they came in at some point in the game, but um, you tell me start or sit. David Freeze. Sit. He's got a concussion, so keep an eye on him. Hanley Ramirez. I'm leaning towards sitting him, I think. Yeah, and, and really with, with all these guys, I think the, the most prudent thing to do is check the website. Before you set your lineup, Brandon Phillips should be back soon. I I would probably, I mean, uh, I would probably start him, but again, I would check back before Monday uh, because we've got, you know, about 24 hours as we're taping this before the lineups are set. Yeah. Things can happen. Right now, I'd say start him. Melky Cabrera. I would lean towards starting him right now. Looks like just a minor injury, and he's a must-start guy when healthy. Corey Hart also looks like a minor injury. Um, yeah, I'd probably start hard. Juan Nicasio, was he out for the year? He got hit in the neck. He had neck surgery. That was scary. He yeah. broke his neck, yeah. so he is most definitely out for the year, and I, I think you have to say his career is in danger. Yeah. Uh, this is really serious. Very, very disappointing. We wish him the best. Adrian Beltre, he aggravated his injured hamstring. He'll miss another three weeks now on the DL. So here are some third base replacements. Guys owned... For the most part, in 50% of leagues or less. Tell me if anybody stands out. Kai Aspo, Isturis, Justin Turner, Connor Jackson. I can't say anybody stands out. Uh, Meiser, well, I don't know. Justin Turner is playing every day. He might be the guy I go with just because he's. I'm the most confident he'll get at bats. That's exactly what I was going to say. Most reliable playing time out of the group, and he's been hitting pretty well lately too. Ike Davis is out for the year. Alex Cobb is on the DL with a right-hand injury. Uh, Chase Headley missed Sunday's game. Starter said him in Week 19. He has a broken pinky, so it's possible he could play through it, but I think it's more likely he'll he'll probably spend some time on the DL. So that makes him a sit, and it's unfortunate because they had good matchups this week. And based on what we've seen with broken pinkies, maybe better if he doesn't play. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just take that choice away from you because uh, we saw it with Ethier. I think it was last season, right? Uh, right, really struggled. And Chris Heisey is on the DL. Does that mean Yonder Alonso is going to get some more at bats? By the way, uh, Dave Sapel, not Chappelle, but Dave Sapel <laughs> got the start today <laughs> yeah. for the Reds. 
Yeah, and uh, that surprised me a little bit because my instant thought was uh, this is great for Yonder Alonzo owners. Uh, yeah, he's a little so banged sure up. He's got, yeah, a, he's got an a, ankle, an ankle injury. Yeah. So he had started the previous two games and left and, and homered in – was it one or was it both? I think he homered Friday. Yeah. Um, he also misplayed a ball in left field, according to a Reds yeah, fan. He's not a left spoken. fielder, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's where he's going to have to play if he's going to stay a Red. Keep an eye on Yonder Alonso. Definitely some potential there. I'm sorry. I just want to circle back because you mentioned Alex Cobb. And I just, in case anybody's wondering who's the replacement, there is no replacement because the Rays had their six-man rotation. They're going back to five-man rotation. And finally, could Justin Morneau be back in Fantasy Week 20? Not 19, but 20. I'd say quite likely. In fact, maybe even the weekend before. Wow. All right. He could be back this upcoming weekend. So if you held on to Justin Morneau, maybe it'll finally pay off. Time to look at the pitchers now. One start, guys. We start out with Mark Burley. This guy has just been amazing. He has not allowed more than three earned runs in any start since April, and he's only owned in 69% of leagues. He's at Baltimore this week. Yeah, he's uh, you know it's, he's he's the tortoise, right? The tortoise and the hare, very steady, but uh, you know rarely really knocks you out with any one of his starts. Um, in fact, he's averaging 11 fantasy points per start. So that means in a one start week, that's really not enough to use them in a 12-team standard mixed league. Um, but it does mean that whenever he gets two starts, he's almost a must-start. So he's in that tweener zone. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's an impressive-sounding stat, but it, it maybe sort of inflates how valuable he is. That's interesting. Uh, Jonathan Sanchez struggled Friday against the Phillies. First start off the DL and had to face the Phillies. Four and two-thirds, five earned runs. Kind of... Wheels kind of came off in the fourth inning. He had three scoreless. He's home against Pittsburgh. Only started 90% of leagues right now. I would term him sort of a desperation start in mixed leagues this week. Um, avoid him if you can. But that said, much better matchup this time around with the Pirates as opposed to the Phillies. And, you know, so much was made of the fact that he, he was really pretty miserable before he went on, on the DL. But for the first couple of months of the season, Sanchez was really as, as good as ever, almost as good as ever. So I, I think whether it's this week or next week, Sanchez is going to be back to somebody you can use in most leagues. Burley and Sanchez, not great starts this week. What about Ubaldo Jimenez? He's got Detroit at home, and, and really it's the last three starts now, including that one weird one against the Padres that he's been bad. Scott? Well, I know I have him in a shallower mixed league, and um, I, I plan on benching him. I'm trying to remember what my – alternative is but i i think generally speaking you know new league new environment he has struggled recently like you said i would like to see him get back on track uh, before i i was confident starting him uh, on a consistent week-to-week basis if this was a two-star week it'd be a different story but okay. contending tigers i don't know I'm, I'm leaning against it jeff karsten's got crushed Friday by the pi- – oh, man, the Pirates. It's really – it's just sad. It's just sad. You know, there should be some sad music behind <laughs> me right now. Carson's is owned in 72% of leagues. 40% uh, are starting him. San Francisco on the road. Starter Sid Carson's. Sid him. I, when he was going well, I said sit him. <laughs> and, and, okay, I have to admit here, and, and you probably knew this anyway, when I saw that box score, I, I let out a cheer. <laughs> so many weeks I've been sitting here saying – Oh, uh, you, you can't trust this guy. You can't trust this guy. Now, of course, if it was anybody else, I'd say, oh, it's, it's one of those starts. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but I mean, there are better reasons than just, you know, being stubborn uh, to, to not trust Karstens uh, going forward. Well, can you trust Eric Bedard? He hasn't been very good. He's at Minnesota, though. 
owned in 83% of leagues, started in 26%. It's kind of the same story for him as it is with Ubaldo Jimenez. Um, e- even more so for Bedard because he's coming off the DL, hasn't had a good start since then. So I, I need to see a good one from Bedard before I trust him again in mixed leagues. Actually, if you look at the start and activated numbers, it's almost exactly the same as Jonathan Sanchez. So who would you rather own right now, Sanchez or Bedard? I think I'd rather I'd rather own Sanchez. It's very close. Yeah, they are pretty close. Um, I, I think I might actually lean toward Bedard just because of the supporting cast and the offensive help he's going to get. Yeah, but, but the, the the Giants win all the time too. They do, but just the way their team's constructed, a lot more of their wins. I honestly don't know what the breakdown is, but yeah. I feel like a lot more yeah. come out of the bullpen. Okay. Francisco Liriano is coming off a terrible start. Not too surprising for me. Maybe it's surprising for Scott. Now, uh, he's got <laughs> Boston at home. Starter sit Liriano. I would start him. Uh, now, you know. Wow, Scott, really? Yeah. Now, Scott made a distinction. I'm trying to remember who it was. Well, Ubaldo Jimenez. Uh, what, you know, you said in a shallower league, you'd sit him. I would put Liriano in, a, in the same territory uh, as Jimenez. And in fact, if you look at my top 70 this week, I don't remember where I have either of them, but I think they're both in the. 40 to 50 range. So, yeah, no, in a shower league, I wouldn't take the chance with Liriano. But from the months of May through July, May, June, July, Liriano had a 339 ERA. And then he's had this one bad start in August and in April, he was a disaster. So, you know, I think you, you take away April. Liriano has been pretty good. Burley or, or Burley or Liriano? Liriano. Okay. You know? I, I agree with Liriano being pretty good, but Boston. You know, I yeah, no, you I, I think him there a little bit too, but like if if the decision was between Ubaldo and Liriano, I would probably go Ubaldo, and so that would mean I'm on the sit-in with Liriano, I guess. We got a lot of names to get through here, guys, so I'm gonna try to push it along a little bit. Roy Oswalt, uh, when I had checked to start against the Giants, it was five innings, two runs. Not sure what ended up happening there, but Washington at home. Yeah, we must have checked it at the same time, Adam, because uh, <laughs> that's what I've got in my notes. And but. Ten hits in those five Ooh, innings, not so not good. Um, obviously, stranded a bunch of guys in those first five innings. So, but you knew it was maybe going to be a tricky start for Oswalt uh, first time back. So, uh, I would say very low end standard mixed league option this week. Try to find another alternative if you can. I've pretty much found every guy who fits that description so far: <laughs> Burley, yeah. Jimenez, Sanchez, Bedard, Liriano, Oswalt. All right, couple of guys who actually impressed: Blake Bevin. He's got Boston at home, and Jake Peavy seems to be improving. Eight shutout innings on Sunday. He has Minnesota on the road. I'm going to guess how you'd start Peavy. You've always been high on him. Well, actually, I'm going to uh, ziggory zag here. Um, <laughs> I do have him as a recommended sit this week. Now, granted, that was before Sunday's result, um, but I'm not going to change it just based on the one start. I think there's been an, enough that's been troubling over his last four or five starts that um, let's – Watch him one one more time out at least. Um, and Bevin. And Bevin, I would say sit uh, outside of Ale only. He's been really good. He's also had he's had out of six starts two tough ones, Texas and Boston. But the other four have been the Padres, the Angels twice, and the A's. Um, and he's not striking anybody out. So okay. uh, sit him outside of Ale only. Look at me going and assuming something, and I don't have to tell everybody what happens. That happens when you when assume. You assume. <laughs> two star pitchers. <laughs> All right, two-star pitcher starts with Matt Harrison. I think he could be a great start this week and a great pickup if you don't own him. He's owned in 81% of leagues. Seattle at home, Oakland on the road. 
Yeah, starting in 55% of leagues right now, I have a feeling that'll change in the next 24 hours because yeah. people will be scrambling for two-star guys, and he's a good one. Scott Baker lasted just three innings last time. Boston at home and at Cleveland. Those are tough. I feel like Baker has reached a point, his last bad start, you know, kind of overlook it because he's been so dominant most of the time. I feel like Baker's a guy I would start in most one-star weeks. Okay, so, so definitely two a two-star star week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wandy Rodriguez at Arizona at L.A. Not bad matchups. I mean, Arizona's going to be a little tough, uh, but you get the Dodgers. But the, the, my biggest concern with Rodriguez is that the Astros had considered pushing him back because of a stiff neck. Supposedly, he will start, but we've seen this before where you know something worsens overnight and they change their plans. So that, I think Rodriguez is still an advisable two-start guy, but especially with him, make sure you check before lineups lock on Monday. Next guy is Edwin Jackson. 81% ownership started in 49% of leagues. Two starts this week, Milwaukee and Colorado at home. Edwin Jackson. I'm shaking my head. You are? Yeah. You say no. I say no. How about Doug Fister at Cleveland at Baltimore? All right, going from a no to, to a yes here. I'm not nodding up and down now. You can pick him up. 61% ownership. He's out there. Derek Lowe at Florida, home against the Cubs, owned in 63% of leagues. I think his ownership's too high. Yeah, we so, talked about that when you were out, actually. Is yeah. Like, what, is, what are people thinking with this guy? Well, I think his ownership's been high for three years in a row now. It <laughs> looked good at the beginning of the year, but he's, he's since regressed to what he was the last two. All right, so don't start him? No. Better options are out there. 50% of leagues are less for the following guys, so who should you pick up? Rich Harden. Not good matchups for Rich Harden. At Toronto, home against Texas. Terrible, terrible matchups. Pass. Homer Bailey, Colorado and San Diego at home. Good matchups, and Bailey's been inconsistent, but uh, Colorado away from Coors is a bad-hitting team, and then you got the Padres, so actually Bailey's a good start this week. Bailey or Jimenez? I'd go Bailey. Bailey uh, or Bedard? I guess they're all in the kind of the same I'd, I'd go go Bailey. Chris Capuano, San Diego at home, Arizona on the road. Yeah, stardom. Um, good most two-start weeks, actually, Capuano. Brett Cecil, Oakland and the Angels at home. And he, okay, this is interesting with him. Cecil has a 5.93 ERA at home, 3.15 on the road. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Cecil, you know, again, those home starts are at Rogers Center, great home run park, two teams that are not great home run teams. But I still would wait on Cecil. He's been really good in his last three starts. But, um Let's see if he can handle these weaker lineups at home before we trust him, maybe in week 20. Luke Hochaver has been hot. He's at the Rays and at the White Sox. 23% ownership start in 13% of leagues. Scott? Yeah, we talked about him on Thursday, and I I actually praised him pretty strongly. And then I went home, and I was like, did did I really just say all that on Luke Hochaver? I I, I mean, I— I think he's worth watching, but I, I'm nowhere near to the point where I'm going to start him one start or two start or whatever in a mixed league. Would you start either of these guys in deep leagues, Dontrell Willis and Esmil Rogers? I'd be more inclined to start Willis, um, but they're both deep league options only. I'm ready to hear your quick pitches. One player in each league to keep an eye on. Al gets to go first today. He's got Josh Tomlin in the AL. He's owned in 85% of leagues, started in 55% this week. 
All right. Yeah. And, you know, Tomlin has uh, definitely cooled off quite a bit since the early season. Um, but he continues to be a guy who's really trustworthy at home. And he does get a home start this week and a good one against the Twins. The problem with Tomlin all year long, well, I guess really two problems. One is that he's, he's a contact pitcher, so he won't help you with strikeouts. But he also gives up too many home runs. But that's not so much of a problem at home. The Twins rank 12th in the American League with only 73 home runs. So this looks like a really good one-start week for Tomlin. And I think... Um, he's probably sitting on a lot of benches. I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but uh, a good week if you've been letting him slumber uh, in the bench or in the bullpen, uh, get him get him out this week. 85 ownership, 55 starter. There you go. Scott's AL player is Neftali Feliz. He's owned in 91% of leagues, starting 75%. A lot of people have been down on Feliz all year, and, and I haven't really been among them. His velocity's been fine. His, his you know ERA, whip, major numbers have, for the most part, been fine, but Lately, he's been giving uh, the naysayers even more fuel for the fire. Blew a save Saturday. That was the second blown save in four opportunities. up to six this year. And uh, really, the lack of command um, is affecting, is making him more hittable. He has only 29 strikes compared to 20 walks. That's the biggest change from last year. And then you got stuff like Nolan Ryan saying he doesn't like the body language and Ron Washington is talking about his lack of fire. So everybody in the Rangers organization now seems to be having some doubts about Feliz as the closer, which might not have been a big deal two weeks ago, but now that they got Coach Uhara and they have Mike Adams, there's a chance that uh, if he doesn't turn it around here soon, they could end up making a change in that bullpen. I I don't really see it happening, but I think if you own Feliz, uh, you should – make a point to try and back him up with at least one of those other two, Uahara or Adams. Who'd you go with? I would go with uh, Uahara because he has more experience closing. Really? But it, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm not, it, you know, it, it's a 60-40 kind of thing. I, I It could go either way. Al's NL player is Ian Desmond, 51% ownership. He started in 33% of leagues. Yeah, well, Desmond's got notoriety for, you know, unfortunately, a, a bad reason uh, this week because it was his comebacker that, that hit Nicasio in the head. But um, but he's he's been doing some some things that deserve attention, uh, some some good attention. Uh, since July 17th, his batting average is 276, whereas his overall batting average, I think, is still in the, the 230s this year, 358 on base percentage. And his isolated power, which is uh, the difference between his slugging and his batting average, is 155, which for a shortstop is is really good. So, you know, what that tells you is for about the last uh, three weeks or so, Desmond's been the hitter that a lot of people, including me, thought he would have been all season long. Um, But he's now owned in about half of our leagues, so he's available, you know, probably in in most standard mixed leagues. And for the last three weeks, he's producing like a guy you want to play in those formats. So if you need a shortstop, in fact, yeah, we talked about that earlier. There's there's another option. Scott's NL player is George Costanza, who had his first (laughs) home run today on Sunday and is hitting 412. Yeah, and kind of along those same lines, he's Jose Constanza. Constanza. I always kind of feel like calling him Jorge. I know, but, it's so <laughs> close. It, it is so close. But no, he's Jose, and uh, he's been getting regular at-bats recently for the Braves and hitting awfully well, but I am actually here to talk him down. Oh, it was almost the summer of Jose Constanza. <laughs> <laughs> almost. But 
for the most part, I believe he can hit for a good batting average. He, he obviously has good speed. The Braves have been doing the Tony Larusa move, batting him, uh, Constanza ninth and Bourne first, and with the double leadoff hitter thing there. But the problem is to get Constanza in the lineup, particularly once Chipper Jones is healthy and Martin Prado's back in the outfield. That would mean Jason Hayward would have to stay out of the lineup. And, and although they, they've been kind of moving him in and out, I don't see a scenario where they take Hayward out completely. So Constanza with the steals, uh, you know, not a power hitter at all, despite hitting his first home run Sunday, had seven extra base hits in 338 bats at AAA. So he, he's a slap hitter who can steal some bases, and, and that might help in the short term in, in deeper rotisserie leagues, but I don't see it being a long-term thing at all. Email address is dmfantasybaseball at cbs.com. This is a very heavy show, so we'll just take a few emails today. Gino in Dallas. Adam Dunn is still riding my bench. Out of the following available players, whom would you get to replace him? He lists like 20 guys, so here we go. <laughs> Kipnis, Jesus Guzman, Casey McGee, Placido Polanco, Josh Willingham, Dexter Fowler, Omar Infante, Connor Jackson, Alfonso Soriano. Twice he lists Alfonso Soriano. Rajay Davis, <laughs> Alex Rios, Ryan Rayburn, Ben Revere, Delman Young, Willie Bloomquist, Maglio Ordonez. 10-team, 5-by-5, Roto League, non-keeper. All right. Kipnis is my choice. Oh, okay. I can stop there. First guy. Yeah, the very first guy. And and Kipnis, of all these guys, I I think is the only one I would for sure do that in in just about every league I own, Dunn. Um, He's the player I would rank ahead of Dunn if we were ranking players for the rest of the season. The others I could see making an exchange, but it's not like an obvious move. Yeah, I had it narrowed down to Kipnis and, and Willingham, and uh, I think I trust Kipnis to play more regularly, so I'm, I'm with Scott here. Joe from Montreal asks a very good question. Looking back at your preseason evaluations, could you guys list the following? Your pure genius list. A couple of players you differed from the general public and were correct about. You either reached or passed on draft day and made the right call. Your humble pie list. A couple of players you differed from the general public and were dead wrong about. You either reached or passed on draft day and made the wrong call. A couple of my examples, genius was Pablo Sandoval, uh, Adam Jones, Josh Beckett, Humble Pie, Aaron Hill, and Stephen Drew. And also he wants one more, I love gold from Al before the season ends. You can do it whenever you want, Al, but we do have to get okay. one more. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I, I need to work on that. Okay. It was very <laughs> funny. Um, all right, pure genius list. Players, you differ from the general public and you made the right call about. Well, um, I'll start with I'll start with a genius list and, and one that I just mentioned, Josh Tomlin. Uh, seemed like nobody liked this guy at the beginning of the year. I certainly didn't think he was going to be as good as he has been, but um, he's in the top 30 still among starting pitchers. But I, I liked his really good control, and uh, that's it served him well. So um, I'll, I'll take credit for that one on the pure genius list. Um, Kyle Drabeck I thought would have a lot of problems this year. He did. Um, James Shields was my pick for comeback player of the year. I think he's pretty much lived up to that. Nice. And it turned, I had struggled to think of hitters to put on this list, but Scott reminded me of one uh, as Dribble Cabrera. I did did like him as a uh, breakout guy, and he's breaking out. <laughs> okay, Scott, <laughs> your out. pure genius list? Yeah, I, I feel like whenever we just come up with lists out of nowhere like this, Al always gravitates toward the low-end guys, and I always <laughs> gravitate toward the high-end guys. Because the first guy I thought of was Jose Bautista, uh, just 
I, I was talking about drafting him ahead of A-Rod, and, and people were all over me about, oh, he's going to be a bust, you're crazy. And obviously he's been great. Uh, C.J. Wilson. You know, I'll give credit for A-Rod, too. Because you, you said you put him on bust alert, and he's got 13 home runs right now. Well, there you go. So a- Adam's, Adam's making up the list for me. Uh, C.J. Mm-hmm. Wilson was a guy I thought was way undervalued on draft day. I think the natural assumption was he's going to take a step back. I, I was kind of on the, well, he could probably, he could also take a step forward side and ended up with him in a lot of leagues. And then uh, a, a guy I just picked the right time to call him a bust, Ichiro Suzuki. It had to happen one of these years. I picked uh, age 37 as the year he has to start declining and, and he's really taking a big step back this year. Humble pilots, a couple of players you differed from the general public on and you were dead wrong about. Yeah, all right. Well, this is just the tip of the iceberg here, but uh, I think I'll start with Raphael for Kyle because that was my biggest reach in all of my drafts, and um, it's just that would have been a draft pick better used on just about any other shortstop or any other player. Period. So uh, probably one of my biggest misses, Chris Narvison. I touted him uh, heavy in the early season. Thought he was maybe the biggest pitching breakout candidate. He's really not been any better than he was last year. And I thought Ian Stewart was going to do big things this year, and he's barely doing small things. So, <laughs> my right, big... Why don't you eat a little humble pie here? Uh, I got <laughs> lots of humble pie to eat. Matt Kemp is the most obvious name because I was out there all alone saying Kemp not only is as bad as he was last year, but he might get worse, and he's now maybe the best outfielder <laughs> in fantasy. Curtis Granderson, I've been calling a bust like three or four years in a row, and I was right most of the time, so I just thought I'd go to the old standby there. That hasn't worked out so well either. And uh, kind of a small one, Adrian Gonzalez, I think I was kind of alone on him too, saying, well, he's, I like him, but he's not quite a first-rounder. He's been a first-rounder. Yeah. I will put one person on the humble pie list. I, I don't know why I was so high on this guy that I want – well, not so I high. Hell Sanchez? Who? Angel Sanchez? No. <laughs> Jay Happ. I was determined to take him. I really thought Ooh. he was going to have a nice year, and he's in the minors. Big-time humble pie pick for me because uh, yeah. I did a whole column early in the season, or maybe it was preseason, on how Happ, uh, a lot of people thought he was lucky and he was going to regress, and I made this big argument about how this is the real Jay Happ, and yeah, big miss there. Last email for the day. Brett Laurie's of podcasting. I'm having trouble deciding who to start at my last outfield and two utility spots in a 10-team Roto League. I'm in a tight home run race, so that's my main concern. Pick three of the following. Ortiz, Laurie, Ludwig, Wigginton, Hafner, Moreland. Ortiz, Laurie, Ludwig, Wigginton, Hafner, Moreland. All right, three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ortiz, yeah. obviously. Crossing Ludwig out. Crossing Wigginton out. So we got Ortiz, Laurie, and then I got to choose between Moreland and Hafner. I think I'll go Hafner. Yeah, it sounds fine to me. Ortiz is the only obvious one. And what's the deal with David Price? What's the deal with David Price? He's been pretty disappointing lately. I'm at the point where I want to see something before I start him automatically. This seems like an ideal time to sit him at the Yankees. I'd still call David Price a must-start. I would too, although I I will say I I have struggled with this one the last few weeks because he hasn't really pitched like it lately, but... Uh, with the improvements he's made in his command this year, I, I, I can't see sitting him in, in any format still. Okay, that comes from JA in Canada. So thank you for the email, 
J A and or is it J Hap? Yeah, <laughs> J A Hap is pronounced J. So who knows these days? <laughs> Thank you guys for this week 19 preview. Good luck, everybody in your league. We're back on Tuesday. Take it easy.